I'm very excited for this next speaker. I can't believe she's already been coaching almost seven years. It's like the, the weeks, the months, the years, they fly. Because I remember when she started and I want to at least um, give her the proper introduction she deserves. She is a four-time elite coach. She's also been a premier coach and she is um, a six-star diamond coach and she has spent 82 months in Success Club, 82 months. Her team name is Humble Hustlers. She's from Minneapolis, Minnesota. You guys, welcome Caitlin Brown. <laughs> hey, Sandy. Can you believe it's seven years? No, you're aging me. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like we say you can't start until 18, but I think I you were 12, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so why don't you tell everybody what brought you here in the first place and what's been going on with your business? Yes. Okay. So my business, um, you know, actually kicked off 10 years ago. I saw an infomercial in 2012 for this little program called 21 day fix. I was really intrigued by the nutrition um, component of it. So I dialed up, ordered the thing and I tried it for one day. I quickly said, this is way too hard. What are these containers? I packed them all up. I put them in a closet and I did not touch that program for another three years. The reason I decided to do that program was I saw my coach make a Facebook post about this boot camp that she was running. And it happened to be a boot camp based off this program that was sitting in my closet. So I shot her a message. I asked if I could be a part of it. And quickly, I fell in love with it. I loved the community. I loved the nutrition side of it. At the time, I was actually training for my second full marathon. So this was just a great supplement to that training. And I kind of just fell in love with the process. Shortly after this group had kicked off and I had been, you know, rocking my program, my coach asked me a very simple question. She said, you know, Kate, you're doing a great job with this boot camp. You're really leading from the front. Have you ever thought about coaching yourself? And I actually had. And the reason I had thought about coaching myself was I had seen a photo of my coach she was on the deck with a couple of her girlfriends who were co-leading the boot camp with her, her coaches, and they were having a fajita night on her deck. And I just, it instilled in me the, well, why not me? Like I'm in this boot camp too. I'm doing this program too. Like, do I want to be a coach? So I thought about it for maybe a day, a full day. I said yes. And from then on, I never looked back. I was going into my second year of teaching. I was a third grade teacher at the time. And from the moment I started coaching, I was coachable. I listened to what my mentor was teaching me because, you know, she was a couple steps ahead of me and seemed like she was crushing it. And I did that business activity tracker and just simply fell in love with the, the coaching opportunity and everything that this is. And here I am nearly seven years later, like Sandy said, still loving it, still rocking the vital behaviors and very pumped to finally be on a national wake up call. You know, I am very pumped that you're on a wake up call too. And when you think about it, it was three years before you became a coach. Yeah. So three years as a customer, then you sign up to be a coach, which always shows this audience that keep, you know, keep talking yeah. to people, keep talking to cu your customers, keep talking to your challengers about moving into the coaching. So you've really been in the Beachbody family for 10 years. Yep. <laughs> um, and also it, the way that you came into coaching is kind of the way that you bring people into coaching. And that's yep. the topic today is recruiting people to coach, to actually get into the coaching yes. world. So I'm going to let you just talk about why, why you enjoy doing that. Other, you know, most 
let me start over. Instead of going straight into preferred customer. So you're coaching, to, you're recruiting to coach. Okay, I need more first thing. Okay, I will let you take it away. Take another shot. All right, I am so pumped to talk about this topic because recruiting to coaching is what's going to change your life and your business because if you're only recruiting to you know PCs or customers, you're going to build a really great um, fitness community, but it's not going to build that business if that's what you want. And I assume that's what you want if you're on this call today. So here's how I recruit to coaching. And here's how I've done this pretty much from the start. The first thing I want to say is I know I always find myself kind of wondering and wishing that I just had this massive social media following and I could just, you know, make one Instagram story and throw up a box and 50 coaches would sign up. Like I've always thought, man, that would be nice but I don't have a massive social media following. And I actually have a pretty small and mighty team, which I'm proud of, but that has come from consistent recruiting to the business from the beginning. And so I just want you to say, to think about that. If I can do this, you can do that too. So the first thing that I do when I recruit to coaching is I really realize that I am the lever and I am the one who can master, connect, invite, and follow up. You know, that second vital behavior, that's the one that moves your business forward. That's the one more than, you know, obviously you need to get your own results, but if you are going to build a business, I know I need to connect, relate and invite and do that the most. So connect is twofold. The first thing I do when I am connecting with people to draw them into the, you know, coaching and wanting to be a part of my team is I share my story. So what I like to do and what I teach my team is think of five to 10 things in your life that were pain points or struggles before you became a coach. I get a notebook, I divide it in half, and on the left-hand side, I have my coaches list out those five to 10 things that they were struggling with before they became a coach. On the right-hand side of that notebook, I have my coaches answer that question of how did coaching solve that problem? Because this is the stories, these are the posts I'm going to make as a static post, a reel on my Instagram stories, and share my coaching journey with others so that they can see themselves in my story. And getting a little bit more vulnerable is key here because that's how people feel like, oh yeah, I know this girl, like I relate to that. So here's an example of a pain point I had before coaching. Like I mentioned, I was this second year teacher and every single year around this time of year, when I would go to buy supplies for my classroom and I swiped that credit card, I would just get a pit in my stomach because there wasn't going to be a lot left over for me to you know, pay my bills and all the other things. I can tell that story of how it felt to want to supply things for my classroom and not have a ton of extra in my budget, but coaching was a way for me to have a secondary income, a flexible thing of income with, you know, obviously hard work, but I can weave that story into my social media content. So the woman scrolling can connect with that story and say, Hmm, that sounds a lot like me. What is this coaching thing? So connect is the first piece of this with your social media content. And if you are a new coach, I tell my new coaches this all the time. You cannot tell your story too many times. I've been coaching almost seven years. I'm still telling the evolution of my coaching journey and those stories over and over and over again. You can never tell it too many times. 
The second piece to connect when you're connecting to recruiting to coaching and how I recruit to coaching here is in my inbox. Again, I can't decide if the algorithm loves me tomorrow or if I go viral on TikTok or whatever, but I can control how many women I connect with that I would genuinely want to work with, mentor, and be on my team with me. So here's how I go into connections. I think about the growth-oriented woman that I want to do this with. So for example, when I'm on social media, on Instagram, I will go to authors I like, maybe a pastor I like following, um, a personal development podcast that's maybe centered on marriage or motherhood or something like that. Think of personal development that's not business-focused because if it's business focused, they might be a coach. They might be in a different sales thing. Like I, I don't, I'm not going to go over there. I will go to the followers of that social media account. And then I'll see who looks like me, who's maybe another mom, or maybe she's a teacher. Not that I'm a teacher anymore, but maybe she is I don't know, something, you know, her vibe is what I want to talk to. And I will simply shoot that person a message and start to build a connection. Now, here's the key that I always have to remind myself and my coaches go into this connection conversation with zero expectations. This person's not going to become a coach tomorrow just because you're telling your story or because you connected with them. This is a little bit of a longer game, but it is how you bring people into your fold who are like-minded into the team. So I might shoot this coach, this person a message and say, Jenny, oh my gosh, like just came across your page. I see that you also follow Judy Holler. I love that author. Have you ever read her book, Fear is My Homeboy? Just had to say, love those sunglasses that your daughter was wearing. Where are they from? I think my 15-month-old would look adorable in them. I've simply connected with her. I know a couple of things about this woman already. She's growth-oriented. She's following content that's growth-oriented. That's going to make for a good coach. We're kind of in the same pocket of life. Okay, now I'm going to continue nurturing that relationship so that I can bring it over eventually into the invite piece of this. Okay, so first I'm connecting. Now I'm going to invite because I still control how many people I invite every single day to. Now, I always think of inviting as twofold as well. I need to send the invite and I'm going to give you a really simple format called the if I would you format that you can use to send these invites. And the second piece of this is I'm always thinking, what am I inviting them to? Because after I've connected with this awesome person on Instagram or wherever I found her on social media, and maybe it was a current PC or a current challenger, either way, I'm going to think about, okay, how, what am I inviting her to? I'm not just going to say coaching is so much fun because we know that it is fun, but I want to build a business. So I want those growth oriented people who want to do that too. So when I am going into inviting, I send an invite, like how I'd want to be invited in my voice, right? But I might say something like, Jenny, it was so fun chatting with you the past couple of days. You're such a light here on social media. I love how you share such helpful tips for fellow moms. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen any of my posts about it or saw me talk about it ever on my stories, but I'm wondering if you've ever thought about doing this coaching thing like I do. You already share on social media. You're so positive. It seems like we're very similar and I could really see you being awesome at this. If you were free on Tuesday night, would you be available for a coaching call I'm hosting at 8.30 p.m.? I'm ending with a question, and I'm sending out that offering of, 
if I would you and I always teach my coaches if someone is like if I were going to Starbucks would you like a cold brew I'm gonna say yes and I'm gonna use that same format of if I would you in inviting to coaching now notice how I ended with a question I'm always ending with a question because I know that if I just read a message and there's no question I feel like I don't have to answer it right so I always offer that if I, would you, if you're available at 8.30, would you want the link to this call? And then I invite her to that call. All right. So I've sent the invite. I'm waiting to hear back from her. And now I'm thinking about that medium of what it is I'm inviting her to. So I do a few things in the month and you, you can never try too many things. Throw some spaghetti at the wall. See if it works. That's how I roll with this business all the time. But I like to invite people to a monthly coaching webinar. I usually have it like with a more jazzy name, but it's a Zoom. So there's always a monthly webinar I can invite to. Another if I would you invite that I send to someone might sound like if you were free between noon and three tomorrow, would you have 10 minutes to chat about coaching? If I you know, sent you the link to the recording of the call, would you have time to watch it tonight and chat on the phone tomorrow about what you liked best? I try to get on the phone with people, yes, from the internet, but it's such a good way for them to see the excitement in your voice and all those things. So is it a Facebook sneak peek? Is it an Instagram sneak peek? Is it a webinar? Is it a phone call? Is it a local gal that I can go grab coffee with? Like I'm always offering the if I would you to that person so that they're not feeling super pressured, but they're feeling like, yeah, I'd like the link to that or sure, I can speak to you on the phone. So I go through this process every single day. I'm making connections. I'm sending invites and I know what I'm inviting this prospective coach to. And a good rule of thumb, actually, I think a great rule of thumb to remember is as you're doing this, keep your connection bucket really full. So you always have new people that you can invite when these people might say no, or they miss it or not right now or whatever it is. I'm always thinking my connection bucket is full. I have new people that I'm cultivating relationships with. They might make a great coach. I know what I'm um, going to invite them to. And then really the goal for me is every single month, okay, this is not mind blowing, recruit at least three to five new coaches. Write this down if you're, if you're getting flustered or if you're like thinking about what I gotta do from here. Three to five new coaches at least every single month is what I always teach my coaches and what I'm always thinking about doing to grow my business and grow my team. So I've connected with this person, I've invited her using the if I, would you kind of format, and now I'm going to also use that in my follow-ups and I'm going to use that in how I'm going to mentor this new amazing rock star on my team. So let's say this person said yes. And Jenny's like, absolutely. I want to coach like this sounds great. Okay. Now I need to mentor her. And I want you to remember, I always teach my coaches, don't get wigged out. I remind myself this all the time. As long as I'm just one step ahead of this person that I'm bringing onto my team, if I know how to find the business activity tracker, I can show her how to do that. If I know how to hit success club, I can show her how to do that. If I can do it, she can do it. I don't need to be like crazy steps ahead. I just need to be one step ahead. So I know what I'm going to do to mentor her. So for me, I do a weekly call with my new coaches. It's on Wednesdays at noon. We basically learn the vital behaviors, but I have a plan for how I'm going to mentor 
these new coaches on my team through my new coach academy. Now, I might also tell a new coach, can you go make a, a PDF with Coaching 101 and send them that? Can you send them the link to all the resources in the back office? Can they use that? Can I put them onto a messenger pod with my other three to five at least new coaches that I got for the month and get them together and we send each other pictures of our trackers. Like it doesn't have to be complicated, but I do need some sort of plan of how I'm going to mentor this person or these people to bring them forward so that they can hit success club, they can build their businesses and we can move forward together. I'm here. I'm just watching people on Facebook loving on you. Oh, good. Love it. I'm, I'm a huge fan of teachers and nurses and athletes. I guess I'm a huge fan <laughs> of, of every um, every skill set. Yes. And because you were a teacher, you have a methodical way of doing things and you have created a way of bringing people in that's more fun, I feel like. Yeah. like you're excited about yes. it. And really, yes. it doesn't matter how you do it as long as you have fun doing it. Yes, have fun and be consistent. It's like we get so scared, and I did this all the time as a new coach. It's like just pick a plan, see if it works. If it doesn't, course correct. But really, I always just remember three to five new coaches every single month at least. If I'm doing that, I'm moving my business forward, I'm helping other people, and we're going to have a great time doing it. So I always ask this question at the end about a superpower and yes. you, you have been around seven years and in those seven years, like we all know it's not a straight line of coaching. Mm -hmm. It's peaks and valleys and uh, you get tested a lot. Absolutely. Why don't you talk about what you have developed over time that has helped you coach better? Yes. So what's definitely helped me coach better and what my kind of superpower I would say in this business is, is I have learned how to recover quicker because like Sandy said, we think that success or, you know, maybe you started as a coach. I know when I started, I was like, okay, I go Emerald, Diamond, Five Star, now I'm number one, right? Like I thought it was just going to go straight up, but instead it's sort of this up and down roller coaster. And so I've really developed the skill of recovering quicker. It doesn't mean that I don't get disappointed when a coach quits or I drop rank or, you know, I get a no from that person that I connected with that I just know would be amazing, but I don't stay down long. I dust myself off. I remember why I'm doing this. I find the fun. I find the joy. And I just forge forward knowing that I will find the other people that want to link arms with me and do this. And recovering quicker is a skill that I believe every coach, if they can learn that, quickly in the beginning of their business and not stay down too long. You have nowhere but to go but up. And a personal development book that really helped me learn this skill of recovering quicker is Failing Forward by John C. Maxwell. It's an excellent book to build that resiliency muscle. And it's something that I'm really proud of that I've developed this skill in my own business and in life is just get up quicker and keep moving forward. I'm so glad that you mentioned that book. It used to be like when coaches started, they would uh, they would start with that book so um, and, the, and the compound effect. Yes. Um, and it's a good reminder. It's, it's also great to go back to those books because Absolutely. The, the time that you take to um, dwell over a missed goal, you know, is okay, process it, move forward, do better. Um, but the fact that you now know how to recover quicker just shows your growth as a coach 
you know, your maturity and your yeah. resilience. 